So the big question is, how can physical therapists create a successful career earning six figures or more and give patients the care they need without relying on insurance companies for reimbursement? If you want to learn the answers to those questions and more, then you've come to the right place. My name is Dr. Aaron LeBauer, physical therapist, business coach, serial entrepreneur, and author of the Cash PT Blueprint. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, welcome back to the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast. I'm your host, Aaron LeBauer, and today I have a special guest. His name is Dr. Owen Johnston. And Dr. Owen is uh, a physical therapist out in San Diego, California. He owns Advanced PT Wellness. Um, he is one of those people that just like when he gets his mindset on something, he does it and he takes action and he's crushing it. And uh, I'm excited to bring him on the show today. So Owen, thank you for being here today. I appreciate you joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Anytime, Aaron. Dude, so, you know, I, I kind of like to start some of these um, just kind of like, well, what was the, with, what was the journey? Like what led you into physical therapy? Did you, you know, like have like an injury or did you just fall into it through going to, you know, ended up in out of college? You're like, well, let me just do some physical therapy and see what happens. I mean, was there like a thing or a journey that brought you into our profession? There really was actually. Um, it was literally, I fell off a cliff. Um, so I was 15 years old as out hiking out with some buddies and out by the Gaviota wind caves near Santa Barbara. And we went off the trail a little bit, sort of a small incline, ended up turning into a big incline. Next thing you know, we're kind of scaling off the side of a cliff. We're like looking down. I'm like, Hey, how'd this happen? And my buddy, Chris is like, I don't know. I'm like, let's go back. And he's like, yeah, it's a good idea. So we start kind of scaling back the next direction and I slipped and I skidded down sandstone. So it's like sandpaper, literally like my fingerprints were gone. Um, my whole body was full of cuts and scrapes. I thought I was going to die. Um, I fell about 45 feet and I hit my, hit my leg on a tree branch, um, on the way down. It took most of the impact and literally complete fracture tib fib. My leg was sideways and, um, took hours for them to get me out of there. And then they, they hella vacked me out and stuff. And I spent six months on crutches and, um, my, the, the greatest thing ever was when the doctor said, you can walk again. He's like, you can put full weight, your full weight bearing, you can put weight on it. You can walk. And I was like, uh, so I can, I can walk. And he was like, yeah, you might want to bring one crutch with you. It was just like a medical doctor, you know, not a PT. He's like, you might want to bring one crutch with you. He didn't even show me how to use it. So you might want to bring one crutch just because your legs really atrophied. It looked like an ET leg. It was like pencil thin. He's like, you might want to bring that with you just in case your leg gets tired. My stepmom dropped me off at school and um, she was like, you want to bring one crutch? And I'm like, nope, I'm walking. And I walked very slowly, but, uh, that was literally the, I felt like a kid, like a kid on Christmas morning, like that I could just walk again after six months oh. and then let alone get back to playing sports. So that so, was six. So like you fell and it's like took six months for you to get back to walking. Yeah. Basically they lined the bones up like this. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't do any surgery or anything. They just got the line, the bones touching. And so I have a full inch leg length discrepancy on my left side because of it. So I'm artificially short on the left. Um, so that's why it took so long for the calcium to, to heal around the bones and yeah. stuff like that. So they didn't like, I guess, I guess tractioning it out would have been not, I guess it's something, something, something that happened in the injury that that, that wasn't the, that wasn't an option. Yeah, I'm sure they could do something that, that, might, <laughs> yeah, that would actually work, but, um, they didn't do that. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what, um, so you're 15. So during that time, were you working with a physical therapist at all? 
So technically I was not working with physical therapists. I just kind of woke up one day when I was 18 years old and I had this epiphany, like I want to be a physical therapist, you know, get into sports medicine. I was always an athlete my whole life. And then when I was able to walk again, get back to playing sports again, that was the greatest feeling ever. I felt like a kid on Christmas morning. So I basically looked at it like this. I said, I want to make good money and PTs sound like they make good money. I wanted to be able to live where I wanted to. And PTs were the largest and fastest growing field in America at the time. And then I wanted to give people the gift of feeling like a kid on Christmas morning again, AKA function. So that was basically killing three birds with one stone. I was like, cool, that's what I'm going to do. Didn't even know what PT was. Didn't know the process is going to be. I was like, it's probably going to be a bachelor's degree or something. And then when I actually started going for it, they're like, no, it's a master's degree. And I was like, okay, let me do that then. And then during the course of that, it changed to a doctorate and I was the first class of 2015. So I had to get the doctorate and I was so started a long journey, but I just stuck to it no matter the, no matter the setbacks, but I felt like, I felt like Odysseus. Yeah. Like I just wanted to get back to Ithaca and they just kept giving me challenges, more time, more time, more time. And then finally I made it home and became a PT. Yeah. That's great. And what, what, what kills you makes you stronger or what doesn't kill you makes you, makes you stronger is the thought that I'm having, you know, it's like, yeah, all those trials, right. Um, Make you the person you are. So, oh, and so you graduate PT school, were you just like, all right, I'm going to start a business or you're like, this time to get a job. Let me go do X, Y, and Z. What I feel like there? I was every single new grad and actually I want to help new grads because of this reason. Um, I felt like every like 99% of new grads get out and go, I want to work outpatient ortho. So mm-hmm. that's exactly what I did. I went and worked at an outpatient orthopedic clinic and uh, saw 20 to 30 patients a day and burnt myself out within two years. Yeah. That's crazy. What was the, was there something that like, like what was the feeling you had or the thing that um, changed for you that you were like, okay, I can't do this any longer. I have to get out of outpatient ortho or do something. Oh, different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I was literally brainwashing myself every single day. I'd wake up every morning and say, this is my dream job. This is what I want to do. I get to help people. And I love manual therapy. This is my dream job. If it weren't for the paperwork, if it weren't for the two hours of charting that I had to do on my own time every single day, I'd show up two hours before work to to get caught up on notes. And I was getting like 70K a year. After a while, I started thinking, you know what? A dream job doesn't have buts. A dream job isn't, isn't, it's my dream job, but if it weren't for this and that and this and that, it's like, no, a dream job is your dream and it's you get to do what you want to do on your own time and it brings endless fruits of your labor and you get to help people the way you want to help them not the way someone someone says it's just supposed to yeah yeah so what was so what was missing was it just the lack of doing uh paperwork or was there like something else that was just kind of like if you're looking back now and going okay this thing was missing like what was it and could you have added it to that job or was it not possible to have it in that situation? It was not possible to have it in that job, but I have it now, but it made me switch over to home health for five years. Um, basically. So, I mean, currently I, I see a home health schedule in an outpatient setting. So I got to fuse the, the best of both worlds because that's what I was looking for in the home health industry was seeing uh, like three to five patients a day. And that's what I was able to do, but it was not what I was necessarily passionate about. And I had to brainwash myself every single day too, to, because psychologically I was able to do it. It was feasible and it would, wasn't burning me out and I was able to do it. Um, 
but like I said, I had to brainwash myself for the self-satisfaction or self-gratification or, or, or tell myself that I was helping people just in a different way than what I was passionate about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you did home and then you did home health for five years, right? Yeah. Okay. And what part of, so where you're in Southern California and you did like, where were you living at this time? So I was living in Vista, California, which is like uh, a little bit North San Diego. Yeah. And then, um, so you're living there, you're doing home health. What got you out of home health or maybe what got you to say, Hey, I need to go do my own thing and start a, start a cash practice. Yeah. So I worked in home health for a year in Lompoc and that's where I was out of PT school. Then I moved to Vista and I did for four years, I worked for Kaiser, uh, home health, and they basically have the best of everything. They call them the golden handcuffs because they pay the best. They have the best benefits. They have the best vacation. And it, it was cool for a number of years, but then everything just got crazy with everything. And then they started like dictating how I could treat the patient rather than what the patient deserved. And the HMO model is a little bit different than the, uh, than the for-profit model. Basically, they have their money and they're like, see the patient as little as possible. Save as much money as you possibly can. And when, when it kind of really started getting down to it, they were like, do virtual visits. And I was like, what? Do virtual visits. Like I'm a physical therapist and I, you know, I put my hands on people and I assist them and I teach people how to assist them. And so I, I finally, I finally said this, they were really like pushing this agenda of, of doing virtual visits. And I said, okay, I'll make you a deal. I'll do virtual visits. If you provide me with an entire studio that has every single piece of durable medical equipment, so every walker, every commode, every shower chair, everything. And you give me an assistant so that I can strap a gate belt on and I could physically show the caregivers how to assist the quote unquote patient, aka my, uh, my assistant, how to do toilet transfers, how to do car transfers, how to do shower transfers, and how to walk with certain walkers or canes and stuff like that. And they looked at me blankly and said, okay, fine, just go see the patient. <laughs> But literally, I'm like, I'm like, that's what I do for a living. I go and I and I show people and I and I physically show them how to do it. It's like I, I can't do that virtually with without all those things. Right, right. That's crazy. So, so it was about. See, we've been working together for about what eight or nine months since like last November, October, November, right? Yeah, yeah. I've so, been in the mastermind since November and and did a course due in October. Yeah. So, what was happening prior to that, like? You said, were you saying to yourself, okay, it's time for me to start my own business or, you know, did something change? Like what changed for you? You know, I mean, I'm sure you're making I mean, home health is like pretty good money and really good schedule. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was making like 130 K a year. Um, I was seeing three to five patients a day and I had 30 days paid vacation a year. And Dude, I that sounds like a dream. <laughs> That's dope. That's what every PT is looking for out of PT school, six figures <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and security and retirement and I had a $3,000 con ed budget. And I mean, like I said, they call it the golden handcuffs because you're, you're stuck. They, they got you, they got you locked in, but it, it came to a point of just like, uh, um, moral, ethical, maybe even spiritual beliefs when it came down to that point, it was just like, I can't do this anymore because they want me to do all this stuff. We, we started losing our autonomy as physical therapists to be able to treat the patients that we want to. We started losing autonomy, basically, all basic human autonomy is not just as a professional, but uh, for dignity too, I felt like. So I was just like, 
just the 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 roads parted and yeah. i was like i was like i just can't be a part of this anymore and um and then everything kind of i i actually just came up with some ideas in my head and i at first started thinking about okay how can i make the most money as a pt and i was like well i could be a travel pt and i was like but i could cut out the middleman and not be and not have a travel agency take a cut of my pay i could be the travel agency and the physical mm -hmm. therapist that staffs it so like, that's what I was thinking at first. That's why my LLC is Advanced Travel Health LLC. And then one thing kind of led to another. And uh, these people that owned a gym and a chiropractor that my wife and I both see, uh, she was like, she was like, hey, you should, you should rent a space out here. Like, they'd love to have you. So I said, okay, let me look into that. And I got interviewed by the guys and they loved me. And they're like, they're like, yeah, come on in. And I was like, all right, let's, let, let's give it a go. Yeah. And, uh, and then I talked to a guy named... Uh, Dr. Robert Snow, who owns multiple clinics here in San Diego. Now he owns clinics in Utah. And he said, Hey, well, if you're looking at doing cash PTs, like look up Aaron LeBauer. And I was oh, like, nice. I was like, all right, I'll check him out. And he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'd recommend that. So I went on your, your Facebook page, Facebook group and added to it. And then, uh, and also too, at the same time, I ordered your book and then um, got an email by you. And um, I was reading your book and I was also reading the F insurance book by Danny Matei. And I was reading them both at the same time. And then uh, you sent me an email and kind of one thing led to another. Literally, I followed all the steps that you talked about at the last mastermind retreat. I <laughs> bought the book. I started reading the book. I got in your Facebook group and then I responded to one of your lead magnets. And then I went into the lead magnet and then I uh learned about how you could help me and then I took a course and then after the course you're like you should join my mastermind and I was like I would be stupid not to with all the results I've gotten from this course and here we are <laughs> yeah dude that's awesome I love that yeah you followed the you, you followed the uh value ladder close yes. to the T which is which is killer and it's kind of and I was seeing it at the last mastermind retreat like that's generally rare like when I go look people are entering at all stages but it was part of that lesson of just for context for people listening that you build a value ladder but don't expect it to work the way you think it's going to work just let people come in different stages but there are few people that show up and hit every single step but um dude that's so awesome I'm super stoked so we did uh so tell me so you pretty much started your practice like when did you incorporate? Was it basically in October as well? Or was it a little bit before that? Yeah. So, um, so I was no longer employed by Kaiser. I don't even know. It got a little bit weird towards the end there. They're like, they're like, well, we're going to put you on unpaid admin leave if you don't do what we tell you to do. And I was just like, um, isn't that the same as firing me? <laughs> and so, uh, unpaid like, admin leave. yeah, it was like this weird nonsense. I had an attorney at the time and and I uh, paid a lot of money in legal fees just to have my hand held during the whole thing. And after a while, I was like, you know what? This just isn't worth it. Um, I, I, would, I, I don't want to have to like censor my speech. I don't want to have to do this. I don't want to have to do that. I want to be me and I want to be able to grow for that reason. So um, I was just like, I'm going to start this cash PT practice. And um, I threw it together in two weeks. When you don't have an income, you, uh, your mind starts working differently. Luckily, I had probably about a eight to 10 month expense cushion under me. So that's what gave me the um, kind of the, uh, what's the term, the stoicism probably. Like I wasn't attached to it emotionally. I was like, I got eight, eight months of expenses. I'm good. Most people live paycheck to paycheck, even working for Kaiser. So their fear led them to doing what Kaiser wanted them to do, virtual visits and everything else. Um, so 
I literally threw the business together in two weeks. Um, I called my old employer. We're still friends. I work for him sometimes um, on, on the Central Coast and do outpatient for him. And he gave me some legal forms, gave me some advice, said, cool. I threw the business together in two weeks and then started seeing my first couple patients. And during that first week, I just finished up with your book. And that first week is when uh, I went into your lead magnet and, um, and then was in the course that you're showing Jess Jenny's how to do it basically. And um, which I figured out. And, um, and that first month because of taking that course was phenomenal. Um, the way I was doing it, like I said, two weeks in, and I was giving away free initial evaluations and not getting too many people in. I started following the advice of the Cash PT Blueprint, the book. And then also too, you were pushing us in the class to, to do some great things. And do you, do you mind if I share yeah. like numbers? Yeah, of go ahead. Yeah, please do. Okay. So I know without a doubt that I would have only made 800 bucks to a thousand bucks with the way I was going. I was doing free initial evaluations. I was doing follow-up appointments for half hour blocks and only charging like $33. Um, if I added it up to what I was doing, I would have made less than a thousand. I know that for sure. Reading the Cash PD Blueprint and then being in your class, you're like, go do this, go do that, go do community events, go do these raffles, go do this. And, um, and, and I won the first challenge in the class and because it was a, it was a reactivate old patient challenge. And you were like, well, I was like, I don't have any patients. And you were like, well, then you do a new patient challenge. And I was like, okay. So I did that, sold the packages. I was like deer in the headlights. I was like packages, what? For like a thousand dollars or more. And, um, I did it. And, um, so you remember and, how much you made that first week. Yeah. I don't remember what I made the first week, Yeah, but that first month, and I was in that course that first month I made, uh, over $7,500. So the initial investment into the class was, it, I mean, it was $2,500. I basically tripled my investment, 300% improvement. And like I said, after getting that progress, after getting those gains, I saw the value in everything you are and what you stand for and how you can help people. And that's why I said, people are like, so what made you take the plunge by joining the mastermind? I was like, what plunge? Like, I was looking around. I wasn't looking at jumping off a cliff. I was looking at flying to the heavens with with the with the progress that we made this past year yeah that's awesome dude you know i think it's <clears throat> i think one of the things that i see in you in when you say these things is that the perspective you were coming from or the or the or the perspective you were looking at this was this is going to help me and elevate me versus like it's going to be a risk and you know i'm you know i'm going to lose something out of it right which i think is e that mindset is easy for people to get into but does that Make sense and resonate with you? Yeah, I believe so because that's what everyone looks at, like cost benefit or cost risk analysis and stuff like that. And um, I you know, mean, like, how do you like? How did you look? Like, was there something that you've done that's kind of prepared you for this? Where you're like, now that I look at this, I see like going forward is only about going up rather than I might drop off the cliff. You know. So. Um, well, I mean, I do, I do undergo like kind of like imposter syndrome. Um, I have other like crabs in the bucket trying to pull me down. Mm -hmm. I've really, my whole life has changed. It's, it's not been an easy road for sure. I mean, yeah, sure. I'm like kind of, I'm kind of like telling the vacation, but I mean, it hasn't been easy. There, there's, there, there are times where I do doubt myself where I do like, oh no, I have a, I have $3,000 a month in rent now instead of $800 a month in rent, renting my space out of the gym. Um, or it's like, am I going to have enough patients come through? 
or like you were talking about the risk um, of either a course or like the mastermind. I, I after taking that course, I've I've never had a feeling of risk that that you're gonna help you're gonna help my dreams come true and basically take me to the moon as far as um, income and everything else. Um, so there's no doubts on you what you can do for me, Thank you. <laughs> how you can help me. But <laughs> there there doubts there's doubts of me on me. Right. So it's like those are the things that I get to overcome every day. And it's uh, through like a rock solid morning routine, um, self-development, um, even your mastermind retreats, I consider self-development, you know, retreat course. And then I also go to other ones on top of that. I listen to motivational speeches and stuff like we were talking about Eric Thomas. Um, every day I have like rituals that kind of keep me on the path. I have a very strong vision and then also a very strong why statement that interestingly enough, I, I've been able to manifest and create at PT BizCon. Mm -hmm. um, so. That's awesome. What's your why? Why is this so important to you? Like, why didn't you, why didn't you just quit PT and go like sell insurance or something, <laughs> you know, sell like sell life insurance or work for Bank of America? Well, my why is uh, to become an, an abundant, ambitious, yet humble hero willing to die for what I believe in. In doing so, learn life's lessons, contribute, serve, and achieve nirvana. Hell yeah. So that's Dude. my why. Dude, but that's, um, that's strong. So what does that mean to like, what does that mean? Why is that meaningful to you? Like, so that's meaningful to me because I feel like, um, I know I feel like I've been here before. I feel like a lot of people have called me an old soul. Um, I feel like I almost went through like this transformational, this transformation over the past year while I've been working with you and, and other things too. And I, I basically cultivated all the things that I needed to become. I think it was like following like some sort of Jim Rohn thing. I wrote down all the things that I needed to either A, become or the negative things that I need to eliminate from my life. And I wrote them all down. And that's what, that's what it basically created was the abundant, ambitious, humble hero willing to die for what I believe in. Mm -hmm. And becoming that person, um, I'll be able to help more people. I'll be able to, in, in helping more people, I'll, I'll make a phenomenal income and therefore I'll be able to contribute and serve more. And then I'll learn life's lessons. Um, and I feel like all those things are the things that are meaningful to me and the things that I'm chasing, those quality attributes of an individual that I need to become in this lifetime to be like, I did it, it's done. Yeah. Um, instead of living my life in regret and going, man, I wish I would have became abundant in this life man, I wish I was a hero in this life, man, I wish I really cultivate humility in this life, instead of doing some other negative thing, like uh, being greedy, instead of ambitious, um, being fearful, instead of, uh, or, or poor, instead of abundant, um, you know, just, yeah. yeah, it's like, a. I think sometimes it's a, it's a little bit of a slow burn, but those things are like, there's like a light switch that flips sometimes. And if I look back and say, when did that switch for me? I like, I don't know when it switched, but I know where it switched. You know, like it was me being around people who had that mindset, who had what I wanted. You know, do you, I mean, have you had that similar experience? You know, like when this switched or when things changed for you? Why? Yeah. So, so when this switched, well, luckily, um, my, my wife, she was fiance at the time. Um, Jen, she had been preparing me to be an entrepreneur since day one of us dating. Uh, we've been together for over two years now. And she had been running an online business. She's a physical therapist, but she does natural health living, sells doTERRA full time, and she loves it. That's her passion. 
So she, she was already doing like these exercises that you have us do at the mastermind retreats, like wake, like, like pretend like you're waking up in the morning. Like, where are you? Who are you next to? What do you smell first thing? Would you put your feet on the ground? What is it? I'm like, it's heated tile, it's heated tile. Um, and um, so she was already doing all these uh, visionary exercises with me. And then she got me into reading more books. And um, I started reading more books and got me into just by living by example, she lived a very healthy lifestyle. And I was already living a healthy lifestyle. And it, she made me a better person, a better, better version of me by my own choice, of course. Um, and then, so that's when the, the gears started turning, but when that, when that, when that thing flipped was basically when I was at the crossroads and, um, basically how do you get out of jail? The jailer takes the handcuffs off you. So the golden handcuffs were removed. And I said, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to figure it out. And then everything else just started falling into place. My life wasn't falling apart. A lot of people could be like, why is this happening to me? The world's doing this to me. Kaiser's forcing me out. Like why? And instead I was just like, sweet, let's, uh, let's do some bitter, bigger and better things. And then at that point, that's when all of the crabs in the bucket, like walked out of my life. They were like, they stopped talking to me or they were so negative about what I was doing that I was just like, I don't want to be around you. You're telling me I'm going to fail all the time. And then I started, and then it was one thing that you said, you said, hang out with people that are more like you and have the dreams that you have. And so I said, okay, forget these crabs trying to pull me down the bucket. I'm out of the bucket. And I started finding other people that had either qualities that were like me um, or had the things that I wanted to cultivate that are like on my vision board. And like one of them is a Lamborghini. And so it's funny, like I hang out with, with two guys that they both own Lamborghinis and they're two of my closest friends these days. And, um, and when we hang out together, instead of them being like, you'll never afford to be a Lamborghini, like my family members told me when I was growing up, um, they say, you want to get a Lamborghini? Well, you should get on the list. And then once you get the Lamborghini, you can sell it for 150,000 more dollars than you bought it for. So you can actually make money buying a Lamborghini. And I'm just like, well, what? I'm like, so that's who I'd rather hang out with. Yeah. Not people that are going to laugh at me, not people that are going to like, um, uh, shame me, but people that are going to encourage me and, and tell me ways to get, to get yeah. to the goal. That's awesome, dude. Oh God. Like super huge grin. Cause I love this because I've got a 1967 Porsche on my vision board. You know, it's like got the original, it's still got the original paint, but it's got the upgraded wheels. And I don't, it's almost like, I don't care what the engine is. It just, it's just gotta be functional, but it, you know, like I know how I want it, you know, with like some of the modern upgrades mechanically, but I want it all like original, you know, the black leather interior, like the things, right? What else is, what else is on your vision? But my Porsche may not beat your Lamborghini because it's going to be 50 years old by the time it shows up good. in my garage, but you know, <laughs> Tesla's beat them all anyway. Like, like literally these guys that have the Lamborghinis, they're like, I love the Lambo, but man, like driving the Tesla is like, they're like, it's like driving in a video game. It's faster. I know. I know. They got the plaid mode Teslas and stuff. Wow. And so, but anyways, a dream yeah. car is because it's, it's that image. But yeah. What else is, I want to know what else is on your vision board? Um, so a guy doing a one-arm handstand, this guy named, I think he's like Paul eight upside down on Instagram. And he also has two kids in the picture. So achieving the one-arm handstand for more than 15 to 30 seconds, at least I can do one for a couple seconds, but I think 15 to 30 seconds is good at least at minimum. And then also to have the two kids in there, one's a boy, one's a girl. So mm -hmm. I, I want two kids. 
Um, so that's on the vision board. Also to my dream house, which is, it looks kind of like Sto Tony Stark's mansion. And um, a, a picture of myself in my, actually he's my friend and he's also the landlord of our brick and mortar. I have a picture of myself in his Lamborghini because Bob Proctor said, get a picture with you in the car mm -hmm. next to the house. And then, so I look at that. And then lastly, um, I have a picture frame um, that has $1 million in savings for liquid capital. Um, Dr. Martini talks about that. Um, $1 million in, in the business savings account um, so that we can do with anything. And that's because of something that my brother told me um, at, or actually it was a card that we got at our wedding from him. Wow. And what I want to prove say? him wrong. What did it say? So he, uh, during, during the wedding, which was a few months ago, uh, me and my dad, my dad's an entrepreneur, retired at 57 years old. He worked at McDonald's for 20 years. It was not easy for him. High school GED. Him and I are geeking out. We're all going to climb together. Me, him, and my brother, and my dad and I are getting excited. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I got this idea for the business. I got that idea. My business coach helped me with this. Aaron's doing this in my life and like all that stuff. My dad's like, yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this mastermind thing sounds amazing. I wish I was in a mastermind when I was younger. He's like, I don't even think they had those things. And then, and then my brother, my brother Eric, sitting in the back, and he's like, he's like, you know, well, not everyone wants to spend an hour of their day programming their mind with with uh, um, like motivational speakers like you, or don't want to do the work. Um, the percentage of small businesses that fail um, are like ninety eight percent. So it's just pure statistics that you're gonna fail, basically. Um, or maybe you're doing so well because because you have a medical thing and that's probably the reason why, but it's definitely not any of the things that you're doing. And so the card that he gave us um, for our wedding, it had a crumpled up $1 bill, the most crumpled up $1 bill. And it says, here's the first dollar to your millions. Good luck. So that's why there's the picture frame in my vision board with the crumpled, with the crumpled up dollar bill and then mm -hmm. the million in the savings because savings nice. and higher my value list because of Dr. Martini. Dude, that's motivating. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I think it's the, you know, I think there's a lot of things in there. Um, like lessons, like I've had to learn as well. It's like, there's people in our lives that aren't, you know, they don't, they don't have an understanding or, you know, even out of love, they want to protect us or protect themselves from failure. Um, but it, it doesn't always help to be around them or have those conversations. Right. You know, like I've had a similar conversations with family members where I'm like, I can't have these, I can't have work conversations with you. Um, oh, and I want to ask, uh, I want to, I want to get into some like tact, a couple tactical things. Um, and before I do, you were mentioning, so we, you started about, you started your business, was it see October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. So it's like nine months, right? Nine mm -hmm. months ago. You were saying before we started recording, you're on track to doing like $180,000 this year or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So if we don't scale, we don't change. Um, we don't hire any other PTs, which we are, that's in the plan. That's in mm -hmm. the game plan that you helped me create. Um, if it's just me doing the PT, um, staying the same, we're on course to make uh, between 180 and 200 K nice. in this year. That's dope. In your first year in business. Yes. Yeah. And you were saying also like where you've opened in San Diego, like you weren't really living there. You didn't know people there have contacts. It wasn't like you got out of working orthopedics and had like physicians in your Rolodex and you're like, send me a bunch of patients. I mean, yeah. Right? So like the, the chiropractor that worked out of S10 fitness where I was from, which I'm, I'm beyond grateful for. 
um, she had came from a different chiropractic office, like four or five miles away. Um, and so she brought most of her patients with her about 70, 80% of them. So she was already ready to go. S10 fitness was like 800 bucks for rent. And I was like, I don't know anyone here. Um, I'm coming from Vista. I was in home health for four years. Um, I, I wasn't even an outpatient and now I'm getting into an outpatient setting. Um, like, and that's where kind of the fear mode came in. I'm like, I'm like, I don't need, I don't even know if I can make 800 bucks the first month. Yeah. And I was like, you think you could help me out a little bit? And they were like, okay, let's do this. We'll do 200 bucks a month. Then we'll do 400 bucks a month. Then we'll do 600 bucks a month. Then we'll cap out at 800 bucks a month after four months. Yeah. So beyond grateful for S10 fitness, but I didn't have anybody. I, I went in, I went in blind, zero patients, bringing no one with me. The last people that I'd seen were like six, an hour away that were 80 plus years old. Um, and um, going from nothing and being able to build all this is just, just amazing. That's like, awesome. Incredible. And you're like seeing like a handful of people a day, you know, what are you seeing? Like 20 people a week or something like that? Yeah, I'm usually seeing between 20 and 25 people a week, sometimes 27. Those are a little bit yeah. tougher weeks. I prefer to see about 20 patients a week, yeah. um, but I don't mind seeing more. So, yeah. so uh, you know, yeah, me too. <laughs> send in my way, but like, uh, send more. But like and when I saw like 26 people a week, I was just kind of like, like, I'm tired. Like, that was a hard work week. Like 18 was like, oh, dude, I could do this all the time and ride my bike, work out, do all the things. Um. So I think the big question that that I have, but I know a lot of people listening want to know, and a lot of people ask this, they ask this in our, my free group, the Cash PD Nation. I've, people ask this, even in Platinum Mastermind, someone asked this the other day, like, what were the best things you did to build your practice from the beginning? So Owen, can you like, just, you know, what were the things that you did in that first 30 days to get traction? And, you know, you said, I think you said you'd made 7,500 bucks your first month and you were on, before that you were on track to making 800 and maybe paying that rent. So what were the things that you did in that first 30 days that helped you really get off the ground and, and become successful? So it was, it was stuff from, I mean, obviously it's, it's your three rules, of course, mm -hmm. being quick to act, being quick to ask for help, being quick to share your wins and lessons. Um, when you said that, you said that that's what we had to do in the course. I said, okay, I'm not very good at asking for help. I'm not very good at um, being quick to necessarily share. And that kind of gave me analysis paralysis. And I'm like, no, be quick to act. So be quick to act um, for sure. So if I could say like, uh, like the golden rule, just be quick to act. Like you say, 80% is good enough. But so here's, here's, here's like some, maybe the three main things other than those things. So those things are kind of a, kind of a construct. You just do them. Um, whereas these are more tangible things. So community events. Um, where I ran raffles and stuff like that for, for a free total body diagnostic or initial evaluation, like, uh, like you say to do in, in your book, the cash PT blueprint. So that, that got people in built an email list. I at least got at least one new patient in each one of those things because someone won something for free and they came in, they all bought packages. The next one is selling packages, um, which made my eyes go big. And I was like, oh no, I'm asking people for $33 for a visit because I want to keep them around. And as soon as I ask those people for more money, then they dip out. Um, um, so selling packages. And then lastly was raising rates. And each chunk that I jumped up in the rate raising, I felt like deer in the headlights every time I had to, I had to reprogram my brain every single time. So community events, selling packages, raising rates, and then also to having a mentor like you to, to push us. Yeah. Which awesome. Mean?
That's so great. So I, I want to go back and let's focus on like, I think the number one thing. So, and you even, you said this, the number one thing isn't what you did. Like, it's not what you did. It's not the community event. It's not the emails. It's not the, how do I talk to someone? It's going, I'm going to go back and say, it was actually taking action, like having, having an idea or a strategy and just saying, let me actually do this. Right. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. I mean, like I could have given you probably five other things and, and I have given you many things since then. And one of the things that I think sets you apart is you're like, okay, Aaron, and you just do it. And you're like, I'm gonna trust it. You know, I'm not saying I'm always right, but the, but what's always right is that you always take action. And I noticed that, you know, amongst like a lot of the top performers. So what, what was it that really, you know, helped you trust that that was the thing to do? Well, I mean, I mean, just, just like, like you talk about, like a lot of other motivational speakers talk about, um, when, when you act and something happens, it, it, it creates something. I mean, win or learn as, as I've learned from you. Um, that is one thing. Another thing I've learned from you wins and lessons. There are no losses. Um, if it doesn't work out, I learned something. And if it does work out, then I usually learn something too. And I, you, most people don't, don't learn when they win. I learn when I win though, I go, why was this successful? And then how can I make it even better to win more? But then if I lose, it's like earth shattering. It's like, oh no, okay. Why did this, why did this not work out? And then what can I do differently? And then those are, those are more the character, character building and shaping stuff is, is when you learn. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be able to get in there, do it and just not be afraid of the outcome because the outcome, if we, I mean, it can be great. Like I think some people are afraid of a positive outcome. They're like, what if this works? Like, and I'm going to have all this work to do. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, but you've just helped some people and made some money. It's like, you know, another people are like, what if it fail and I'm, I'm bad or people feel, feel, think I'm stupid or I don't know what all the thoughts are, but you know, I think it's the taking action. What's well, the taking action I think is number one for PTs and we're so smart, you know, we shouldn't, you know, we have a hard time asking for help. Right. Yeah. And then, it's, absolutely. Uh, yep. And then, and then I, I, you know, you said to share because, you know, how can we help other people? Like if we keep all the information to ourselves, right? So, so let's go to the, let me, this is the big question. This is the big, this is the small question, but it's the big one. When you're setting up a community event, what is it? What's the conversation like, you know, when you go to someone and you're asking them to do that, like, how does that go? And, you know, how many people did you have to ask? Like, you know, did you have like a big list or would it like everyone just say yes right away? Okay, so the community events, I, I kind of had people uh, saying, saying kind of yes right away, but I think it's also too the way that uh, you've helped outline out how to approach them. Um, it's kind of like the, the Dream 100 type stuff. Um, you kind of go in, you want to add value. Go in, add value. Don't even talk about your own gains or anything like that. Talk about how you're going to help the other person or how you're going to help the mission. Um, Then also too, learning a little bit more recently, doing research on whatever event that it is, like looking at their Instagram or their, their website, and then, um, and then repeating back to them what their mission statement is or what their mission is. Be like, you know, I I know that you want to help out with this and this and this and that. I think I can help you with that mission. I feel very passionate about the mission too. And then they're just like, cool, come on in. Yeah. right they're like yes it's kind of like it's what we're doing is we're we're making a sale wouldn't you agree we're making a sale but we're not selling physical therapy but we're going in and we're building rapport we're asking the right questions and 
we're building reciprocity. I think that's the big thing is that people forget. It's like, well, I want this, but we all have to look at like what's in it for them and go build some and reciprocity. And I, I think you do that incredibly well. Thank so, you. Yeah. Um, Owen, you said also you've got another event coming up, like a, a grand opening. You, you guys moved into a new space. So you moved out of the $800 a month place and you've got like, what, like a two room or more clinic now, a couple thousand dollars a month in rent. Yeah, we got 1,600 square feet. We have a private treatment room. We got an office um, that Jen and I share. Uh, she used to run her business at home, but now we get to cross-refer. Um, so yeah, um, we, got a, we, got a, we got a waiting area for the ancillary staff when we get them. We got two students right now that are helping out with that, which is awesome. The nice. office, private treatment room, bathroom, and then a big open gym area um, with other treatment tables and stuff like that. So we are having a grand opening on... Well, in 30 days, the end yeah. of this month, July 30th, uh, Saturday uh, from one, uh, two, 2 to 5 p.m. Cool. How'd you set that up? Is it going to be, is it just going to be a tour of your office and, or like, like what'd you guys do? Like, what are you, what are you putting together and how's this, how's this going to work out? Well, it's kind of like everything else. Um, meaning that it's, it's, it's trying to make it less about us and more about other people. Like even on our website, it doesn't say, I'm Dr. Owen Johnson. I have eight years of experience. I'm a certified XXX practitioner. It's really more about the other person. It's like asking questions, getting them to say yes. Like, have you ever told, it's just old age. Have you ever been told it is what it is? There's nothing more we can do. So, um, and also too, like the community events, how it's about, how can I add value to the other people? It's like, how can we add more value to the community? So it's what it's all about is it is all about gratitude and it's all about gratitude for all the people that we have brought into our lives that we've manifested throughout this last eight or nine months. So we want to be able to give back to them as well as celebrate with them our success and motivate other people to do the same. So um, it's a celebration really of them. Um, we want them all to come out. We want them to have a great time. We're going to have tons of rap. We're going to have raffles. We have, we're giving away a free iPad. We're going to have live music. We even have a harp player that's coming out. Um, and then also to all the gyms that we're partnering with, they're all creating their own challenges so they can do a giveaway um, for, for the people to drive more business into their businesses. Um, we should have some food vendors too. So all the for-profit companies should be making more money because of it. And then lastly, all the proceeds that we're getting. So any profit that we're getting from the raffles, silent auctions, giveaways, whatever, are all going to go to our favorite nonprofit organization, which is Reopen San Diego. Nice. Dude, that's awesome. So oh, yeah, that's, we don't want to make cool. any money. We want other people to make money. And then we want to give all the money to our favorite nonprofit and yeah. then celebrate all the people that have been there cheering us on, helping us out and loving on us. Yeah. I think that if you look up the definition of abundance in the dictionary, you find that event right? That was it. It's like, it's all about everyone else. But when we, when we put, it's like when we're putting our patients first and not letting insurance dictate the plan of care, like people get, people are going to get better and everyone's going to win. And, you know, I think that, I think that if we're, we continue to do that in all aspects of our life. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yep. I work for I patients. Work for insurance companies. Insurance company. Yep. Love it. You know, I think it's like, if we do that, it'll like, the, the money comes back around to us. And that's something I learned. That's something I learned from my dad a long time ago. You know, he's a cardiologist and uh, studied with Eugene Stead, who um, I, is like got all these writings that are, you know, things like, um, what does he say? Uh, 
if you listen to the patient, they'll give you the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite quotes. It's like, if we just listen to the patients, they'll give us a diagnosis. So if we listen to, you know, what, what is it? Like what we want, what our, what the world is telling us, what our patients telling us, like we'll find the answers, but uh, sometimes we have to be quiet enough. I think. We do. And I notice that in my own practice quite often. And I try to tell a lot of people that when the patients go, man, you know, me, you know, mm-hmm. exactly what's going on with me. I'm like, well, I feel like I'm the only person that like listened and like you say, touched them where they hurt. They've never been yeah. touched where they hurt. They've never been listened to actively. And the practitioner comes up with some other nonsense in their head that's not what's wrong with them. And then we get to do that. But not yeah. only that, you taught me how to not only hear the diagnosis, you taught me how to connect with people and hear what they're really looking for, what their dreams are, and then how I can help them get there. Yeah. It's more the subjective part of the evaluation. It's really interesting. Yeah. Isn't it? That's, you know, and I didn't get into this thinking that that was something that people were going to learn. <laughs> you know, I was like, let me just show you how to run the marketing campaigns and emails and those kinds of things. But it's pretty, inc- uh, 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 hearing that is, makes me, re- makes me feel really good. So thank you for, you know, like, like that was, that's a byproduct. Like yeah. that was never my intention. That was, and that's really awesome. Um, you know, I think, uh, let me ask this, this question. Where are you, where do you see yourself in five years? What's your five-year plan? Do you know? Yeah. So in five years, um, we will probably have another clinic open up. That's definitely on the agenda for, for next year. Kind of similar like Ben Baggy. Uh, definitely we're going to have, we're going to have two clinics for sure, but also too, I want to create some sort of Currently, I want to create some sort of online business where I can help new grads not go through the stuff that I went through, um, just kind of tips and tricks and stuff like that. Not necessarily create your own business, but, but, but help them not be so frustrated and disappointed and discontent with, I mean, when they're dealing with like patients from like work comp or motor vehicle accidents, stuff like that, where, where they, it's confusing as a new clinician. It's confusing mm-hmm. to get out there and actually have confidence in your own skills. So I would like to give them that skill set. Um, so there'll be some sort of kind of, kind of online program for that. And also too, um, I, I really have, for some reason, a passion to help people with relationships, um, like manifesting their ideal partner. And then also too, after they find them, what does that look like? What, what work do they get to do to maintain that for the rest of their life? For some reason, that's a passion project of mine to kind of side note. Yeah, that's awesome. What do you need to do to make those things happen? Like what's, what's, um, le- what's on the horizon, what's left, what needs to happen? So it needs to happen. Um, we definitely need to continue on with the mission with this brick and mortar location. Um, we need to hire two to three other PTs. We get to hire um, an ancillary staff. Then we get to move up a little bit closer to my parents, um, have, start having the kids and then open up another location there. Once this business is a true business and we can just check in with them, make sure it's going good open up a new clinic, get that up and running a lot smoother, a lot faster, because now I have all the things that you taught me and all the tools equipped me with that, plus some. Um, and then I also get to start, start being a clinical instructor, um, start talking to universities, um, start helping out first-year PTs, building that audience. Um, and also, too, as a byproduct of it, I'll be able to follow my dreams of helping out relationships because I, I talk to all my patients. I talk to all my all the people that I that I coordinate with with. And they're like, how do you and Jen have such a great relationship? Like you guys, you guys 
are like next level. Like you guys can talk about things that people are afraid to talk about. It's like, okay, well, it's not that easy. It's a lot of work. So um, we already have people kind of asking us about that. And I feel like that's one thing that a lot of people are missing or that is that connection because like the divorce rate is so high that that's just going to happen naturally. I, I feel mm-hmm. like anyways, I don't, I don't have an agenda for that one, but then again, that one's the passion project. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, if uh, I was going to ask like, when, when's the Lamborghini coming? You <laughs> know, like, do you know, like, is it, is it, I mean, you know, is that, is that going to come like once you get that million in the bank or do you know, like, all right, when I get this, like, that's going to be the, the reward. And so there's that question. And then what's, what's between here and there? Like, what are the rewards yeah. between here and there? Um, I would say that, uh, well, first of all, the first reward is to take a vacation. So once we get this, this uh, clinic up and running, um, we want to go take a vacation for about three weeks. Um, and then after that, I would say the Lamborghini comes into place um, when we're able to, um, within the next like year or two. Um, and, and that is going to be with a basis on like, like my landlord, Adam, the guy that has one, the guy that owns this building I'm in right now, he's like, he's like, I had dinner with him the other night and he was like, it's like, Hey, you know, it only, it only I was like, what does it take to get on the list? And he's like, it only costs you a 10, $20,000 down payment. He's like, you want to get on the list? I can help you get on the list right now. And I'm just like, right now is not a good time, but, right. uh, but it will be in the future. So once we have that financial cushion, and we'll figure out a way to probably finance it and uh, get on that list with 10, 20 grand down payment, which is pretty easy to do. Yeah. And the financing comes after that. And then to be completely honest, I'll probably drive it around for a little bit and sell it for 150,000 more than I bought it for. And then <laughs> on the use, list that as, use that as down payment for the next one. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think like, you know, I think it's important to have goals and have like rewards for the hard work you know, and like, I'm just like, okay, mine, mine isn't as concrete. It's like, I know I'm going to have it when it's, when I have the extra like income being generated where I can pay for, because it's going to be 50 years old. It's like, I can pay for all the repairs in the repairs. Repairs are going to cost more than the vehicle (laughs) getting, you know, 1967 Porsche. Yeah. They got a lot of rust usually. (laughs) Yeah. The cool thing about the Lamborghini is the repairs are included in the price. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's dope um all right okay. so owen before we wrap up is there anything like that i didn't ask you that you think is important to share or that we should have talked about um well i think uh i think you talked about uh kind of like where people people can find me yeah um want me to like share that stuff yeah go ahead and like share like if someone wants to follow you on instagram or you know check out your uh website you know, where should they go for sure so instagram would be advanced pt wellness um, that's my Instagram handle. I also have my website right here, um, advancedptwellness.com. So the same thing. They can find me on Facebook, um, Owen Johnston. And um, yeah, they're, they're welcome to get a hold of me any way, shape, or form. We got free stuff on our website if they're, if they're dealing with any kind of back pain, neck pain, joint pain, stuff like that. Um, so, and awesome. also Instagram's full of that stuff too. So just, just reach out. Yeah. Why is, uh, why is doing a handstand so exciting for you? Like, tell me about that passion. Cause I know you have this passion and goal to do a one arm handstand. Like I can barely do a handstand myself. Like, tell me about it. Like, where'd that come from? Why does that feel like, you know, like what, what feels so good about it? You know, what was it? Why is it so, you know, like, why is that your thing? Like, tell me. 
Yeah. So it all started with, I mean, literally I figured it out the other day and it was, it's a YouTube, YouTube algorithm thing. Um, but I was always, I was a skateboarder growing up. Um, I was an athlete and I feel like it has something to do with my, my wanting to perform, um, doing tricks and, uh, like trick skateboarding. Like literally I've been told that like calisthenics or hand balancing is like trick working out. So you're in great shape, but you can also do all these cool things. So when I was in PT school, um, it's a really long story. Basically, I saw a dude doing handstand pushups against a wall in a jail cell for, uh, for shoulder strength. And I was like, oh, I can lift over my body weight over my head, overhead press. And I went to go try and do it against the wall and I couldn't do it. So I looked up a YouTube video on how to do it. And next thing I know, I'm down this rabbit hole of hand balancing and want to do handstand pushups against the wall. And then once I did 10 of those and I want to do it away from the wall. And then the goals just kept stacking on top of yeah, that. Nice. till till now where it's like, I want a one arm handstand. Yeah, Nice. Can you do like a, was it like a planche? Is that that where your arms are like way back beside you or something like that? You yeah. Yeah. So things. I can do, I can do a straddle planche and that's what I tagged you in the other day. Yeah. That was a straddle planche. Um, I can't do a full planche with my legs together, but yeah. um, maybe one day I'll be able to get that. Yeah. Those are so hard. I'm six foot three. Like I've, I've, I've worked on like some rings and like, uh, like the parallettes for a little while, a few years ago before I got more into doing more kettlebells more, more. And it was just, it was great workout, but incredibly hard. Um, you know, but it's awesome. I love it's, I think what's, what's great about it is that you've got to challenge physically, you know, mentally business-wise, like everything. It's like, we got to challenge ourselves to keep pushing and growing and improving. Right. Absolutely everything. I mean, even in your book, it says that. Yeah. It says like, move your body. You're move. a physical therapist. Like, like you tell your people to exercise, you better be exercising too. Now I had to kind of decrease it a little bit to a maintenance dose for a while, mm -hmm. three days a week instead of five or six days a week, but it's totally cool. I still move my body. Yeah. Healthy. Oh yeah, dude. That's so awesome. You know, man, I appreciate, uh, appreciate you coming on. Like, I feel like I'd, at, you know, just keep hanging out with you and asking some more questions, but you know, we actually have to end up and wrap up the shows eventually. Um, so dude, I'm super stoked for your success. I'm, I'm super excited to see like what the next few years bring. And, uh, it's like, I don't know, it's just, it was great. It's been great working with you and meeting you and Jen, and I'm just super stoked to have you here. So thanks, man. I appreciate you so much. Me too. My pleasure. Oh, I forgot one thing. Yep. One thing to get everywhere sign up for year two of the mastermind come this november oh That's yeah one dude. Thing i forgot to mention 